Did you know that there are 7.5 billion people on this planet? That means there are 7.5 billion stories that are just waiting to be shared. On Extraordinarily Human today, we're going to share one of those stories. And I can't wait to take this journey with you. Okay, we're here at Christmas, and we're sitting with two lovely ladies, and I'd like you to introduce yourselves. You go first. <laughs> I am Pat. I am Vivian's mother, and I am Kara's grandmother. And how old are you? Just for the record. 82. But she doesn't look a day over 70. No, that's true. <laughs> I wouldn't know you're 82 if I had No, met. nobody does. Nobody and, I'm, and I'm Vivian, no. and I'm Pat's daughter, and I'm Kara's mom, and Cecilia's mom, and Alicia's mom, yep. and Clara's grandmother. <laughs> <laughs> and how old are you? And I am 59 and holding. Actually, I really am 59, but I don't look a day over 40, so it's all yeah. good. Hey, she looks have, like me. Yeah, you have, you have some of the greatest genes. It's amazing mm -hmm. to be able to say that. They're all Lee. Mm -hmm. It's amazing. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Pat, can you tell me why your parents chose your name? I haven't slightest <laughs> idea. Vivian, do you know why your mom chose your name? I thought it was because I was named after two people that they liked. Her father chose her name Vivian Grace mm -hmm. okay how come and Vivian I had a friend named Vivian not a close not a really close friend um, and but her father liked the name and so he chose it and one of my very closest friends and actually somebody I'm still in contact with from high school was all it was named Grace and I chose that name kind of in honor of her so that's how I'm Vivian Grace. That's why she's Vivian. I knew I was named sort of after people, oh, but not really. I'm actually Patricia Ruth, and my mother's name is Ruth. Oh. So I got the middle name, but how? What, why they chose Patricia? Very common. Did you go my, by Patricia? Or no. Or how was in Pat? I was Patsy growing up. Oh. Did anybody know that? I did. Yeah. And then people in the family still call me Patsy. I'm Aunt Patsy to everybody in California, California. and everybody in Binghamton. I didn't know who they were talking about when they talked about Patsy. I thought it was, it was me. <laughs> wow. Okay. But when I got older, I changed it to Pat. Do you have any other nicknames? Oh, I've been called Patty, and I've been called Trish, and I've been called Patricia, and just about any nickname of Patricia that you can think of, but I go by Pat. Was there one that you chose to love the most growing Pat. up? And Vivian, did you have any nicknames growing up? Yes, but I'm not telling you what they are. Oh, no, my God. <laughs> <laughs> so I was, I was Vivi, which I hate, don't ever. Okay. Um, for a while, I wanted to be called Vicky. I don't know why. Oh, I thought that was what your nickname was going to be, and then that sort of got rejected. Yeah. We decided we didn't. And, and some people call me Viv. I'd never introduce myself that way, but I, unless I don't like the person, I won't argue. So some people call me Viv, but I'm Vivian. Were the two of you born in the same place, or were you born in separate parts of the country? Separate. Where were you born at, Pat? Mineola, Maine. Where is that? On Long Island. On Long Island. It's the county seat of Nassau County, outside of New York City. Is that where you get your accent from? <laughs> no. That's where Warsh comes from. I don't. <laughs> okay. It's a whole different aside. But some people when they learn how to talk, learn to talk with a specific accent from wherever they're from. 
and they keep that accent the rest of their life. Other people, their accent changes. I learned to talk in Virginia. I learned to talk with a Southern accent. Moved to New York, I got a little bit of a New York accent. Went to school in Boston, picked up a couple things there. Went back to North Carolina, picked up the Southern accent again. And now my accent is a Pennsylvania accent. My accent is for this, most of it. Now there are words, like she says, wash. <laughs> That's New York. Vivian, where were you born? I was born in Palmer Township, which is outside of Eastern Pennsylvania. City. Okay. It is smaller than Bethlehem, and which is smaller than Allentown. I have, I've never been there. I know okay. nothing about it. I just know that that's what my family is. Palmer for. Township is like a suburb of right. Easton. So it's smaller than Easton. Oh, much. And then Easton. But that's where the hospital was that I was born. Yeah. It, but actually, no. It was in Wilson. Oh. That's a borough. But it was was Palmer Hospital at the time, wasn't it? No, it's Wilson. It was Easton Hospital. Oh, it was Easton Hospital. But it wasn't in Easton. Really. But it was in Wilson. It's in so Wilson while borough. we're talking about townships and boroughs and villages, because for people on the West Coast. Pennsylvania is very different when weird. it comes to mm -hmm. where towns are set And up. New York is different from Pennsylvania. So can you explain to me the way okay. that villages and towns work? In Pennsylvania, you have cities. And Allentown, Bethlehem, Easton, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, Harrisburg, uh, Scranton, Wilkes-Barre, they're all cities. The next step down is a borough. Think of it like a town okay. in some places. But they, they're smaller, but they have mayors, and they have councils. Politically speaking, because that's where I live, is in the politics, cities have mayors and councils, but the mayor actually has, like, actually does something. If you go down a level to borough, you has a mayor, but he's a figurehead. So is he like a volunteer? He, no. It's a very low-paying, low -paying. part-time job. Okay. And... Mm -hmm. He rides on the float in the parade, and he attends most of the council meetings, but he and he gives his opinion, but he doesn't have a vote, and he doesn't. Laws don't go through him. Yeah, the the borough council makes the laws. The next level down from borough is township. In the state of Pennsylvania, there's three levels of township based on size. There's mm -hmm. level one, level two, and level three townships. Um, the biggest township is by me has 85,000 residents. The smallest township has 70. But you're still called a township. But it's still a township. Townships have supervisors. They don't have a mayor. They don't have a town council. They have between three and seven supervisors that are elected that get mm -hmm. a stipend, but it's really a volunteer. It's a volunteer position, but they're elected. Oh. Mm -hmm. And and I'm a supervisor. and of I make township. Of my township, and I make $2,500 a year which comes out to about $2 an hour That's for the work That's par. That's about par. You're right yes. now in Kidder Township, which is a second-class township. Second class we township. have five supervisors right? Um, who serve six-year terms, if they stay around. Do you have a six-year term? Mine is well? a six-year term. Yes. And the township, the, the laws of Pennsylvania require a township to have an odd number between three and seven. Mm -hmm. And it's totally based on what the township wants. Also right. counties. No. <laughs> well, counties encompass everything else. So that's yeah. that's really kind of different. Yeah. No, a township we're in Carbon County here. Right. So so Pennsylvania is broken into 63 67 counties. 67 counties. Mm -hmm. Okay. Counties have commissioners, usually 3, 
mm-hmm. who run the entire county. If there's a sheriff, it's a county sheriff. They're like the town doesn't have a sheriff, but the county doesn't have police. Counties have sheriff's departments. Even Philadelphia is within a county. Right. So Philadelphia is a county. Montgomery's right. No, no. Philadelphia is in Philadelphia County, Philadelphia and county. Philadelphia is also a city in Philadelphia County. So, like, I think they're the same. They're, I don't think there's anything left the over. The footprint is the same, but there are county sheriffs in Philadelphia, and there are city police. And so you were born in a township. I was born in a township mm-hmm. in Lehigh. But she lived in the city. But it was at No, Lehi- you didn't. You lived in, um, you didn't live in Eastern. You lived southeast in the, um, Brownsville. What township was it? What? I forget. Is it Lehigh County or Williams Township? Williams Township. Northampton County. Northampton County. Mm-hmm. So Northampton County includes Easton and half of Bethlehem. So it actually, seems like your more taxes like three quarters. Three quarters. Of quarters seems like of taxes are very messed up. It is very weird. So, so on the tax, Bethlehem's a mess. In the I mean, tax, Pennsylvania's you mean ta- in taxes? You mean? Yeah. It just so seems that there's so much going on that you have to split. All well, what's spots. really weird. So if you so we'll just go with where I live. I live in Perkiomen Township, which is in Montgomery County. My school district is the Perkiomen Valley School District. Mm-hmm. So my taxes, I pay taxes to the township that include an open space tax that preserves land, a fire tax that allows us to have a fire department. That's volunteer tax. It's a volunteer fire department, but it pay, we pay taxes to it um to equipment, equipment the, the house you know the, the building, building insurance right. and that sort of thing same here right so the people are not paid but the tax pays to support the building that the people use when they fight fires so so i pay those township taxes in both income tax and real estate tax and then i pay school tax for perkiomen valley school district perkiomen valley school district covers Two boroughs and four townships are all in the same school district. So whatever amount of money that I pay to school tax, all of those other municipalities also pay that same rate to the school. And then I pay county taxes that Mm -hmm. support Montgomery County where, where my municipality resides. And that's also real estate, but not income. So my income tax goes to the school district, the township, the fire department. My real estate tax goes to the school district, the township, and the county. And then I pay income tax to the state and the federal government. I do not want to be an adult in this state. <laughs> it is it is rather confusing. When you hear about it. But but to do it, I just do it. I mean, I've, I've paid my taxes yeah. every year. I've lived in Pennsylvania my whole life. And since I have been 18, I've been doing my taxes. And wherever I live, I just know what I have to pay. Um, it's the same here. We, I pay a school tax to the Jim Thorpe School District, which includes Jim Thorpe and Kidder Township and Penn Forest Township. It's two elementary schools and one high school. Right. The elementary school is K to eight. Um, I pay, and that's, that is two thirds of my taxes. My township tax is like eight hundred dollars. Support a little bit of the fire department. A poli- we have our own police department, which in townships is somewhat unusual. Um, and then I pay a county tax, which is also rather low. 
Those taxes for me are not high. It's school district. Right. Taxes. So school district is the majority of our taxes. And the okay. fact that when they did the assessment, I pay $8,000 in taxes here total. Real estate. For everything that I pay. If my house, identical house, was in the borough of Jim Thorpe, my taxes would be less than half. Is that because you live out on the lake in a it's resort be, area? It's because I live in a resort area and the people in Jim Thorpe had been running the area for so long that the taxes got really skewed. You know, they, they just... Yeah. Now, if they reassess, it's going to be different because there are people up here now involved in the government. President of the school board lives down the street, so those so kind of things aren't going to happen as much anymore. So things will be changing about but this. But if they period. reassess, there'll be there should be some changes. Which changes? Are you only children? Were you siblings? Either of you? Yes. Or she. Yes. Well, yeah. I have a brother, a full brother, and a half brother. My half brother died. Okay. He's not, you know, he's a lot older than I was. But he was like my, he never had a mother, so he was like, really like my brother. In fact, we are more alike than I'm like my younger brother. And is your younger Thank brother goodness. still alive? Yeah. <laughs> and Vivian, do you have any siblings? I have an older brother. And is he here? Does he live nearby? He's, he's in Massachusetts. Do you have a son and a daughter? Yeah. And when you had them, were they both born in the same place? Nope. No? No. Oh. Uh, Dick was, was born in North Carolina. What put you guys in North Carolina? Army. So you, was your husband in the army? Yeah. Well, oh. went one year after we got married, then he got out. And you guys lived solely in North Carolina. Yeah. What base were you at? Fort Bragg. Oh wow. Womack Army Hospital. Wow. And what rank was your husband when he was in the army? Corporal. Did you? He was do drafted. Oh. So was it four years or two years? Two years. Did you spend any time with the military spouses at Fort Bragg? Yeah, we had friends that were in the military, and we had neighbors that were in the military. Um, it was interesting. I mean, I was in a different element that I had never been in in my entire life. I had neighbors who never knew what bed sheets were. Bed sheets? Bed sheets. Because of the lifestyle they lived in the military, or? Because of the lifestyle they grew up in. Okay. In Georgia, someplace in the rural Georgia, and they didn't have sheets. How did they sleep? On mattresses, with probably straw mattresses with some sort of blankets. Did they come to your house and ask you what was on your bed? Well, they they were up? learning, but they were they were high school dropouts. Okay. Totally different from my background. Wow. When you <laughs> it left was an education. <laughs> when you guys left Fort Bragg, did you come to Pennsylvania? Pennsylvania. And then what brought you out here? In search of a school, a college, for my husband to finish college. And where did he choose Lafayette. And what did he study? Engineering. What did he do with his degree? He worked. Um, and then he got an MBA from Lehigh. But uh, he was an engineer with Western Electric and later Bell Labs. Is Bell Labs the Bell Telephone Company? It was. Okay. It was. It became AT&T. That's where Bell Labs was part of AT&T, and that's where the transistor was invented. And that's what gives us the ability to talk uh -huh. on all these landlines, correct? Mm -hmm. Wow. Mm -hmm. Did you have a lot of different phones in your house? When you started <laughs> that we were the first house in the neighborhood with push-button telephones. Yes. Outside yes. of the rotary. Yeah. Yep. Wow. Outside of the rotary. Mm -hmm. Was that weird? Would kids come over and want to look at your 
Yep. Mm-hmm. My friends were all jealous of my friends. Mm-hmm. What is one of your fondest memories of moving from Fort Bragg and starting to help mm-hmm. your husband's career flourish as an engineer? Getting out of North Carolina. <laughs> <laughs> Can you tell me why? It was very hot in the summer and very humid and big bugs and bugs. Oh, yes. <laughs> Bugs. Wait, I, I had to remember un- her complaining. We about were living the bugs. in a trailer park. I had to unload my groceries outside so that I wouldn't bring roaches in from the Winn Dixie grocery store or the commissary, depending on where I shop. Mm-hmm. Did you know that your dad was in the military? Is yeah. that something that you knew? Mm-hmm. That is not something I knew. Do you? Okay. you really? No, don't. I had no idea. Well, it was only for a year after we were married. So, and it was a good experience for me because it introduced me to a world that I had no idea existed. I know. Because she was a princess. Yeah. I was. <laughs> and your father was also in the military. Mm-hmm. So were both my brothers. I didn't know that either. My older brother was drafted for two years, and my younger brother went ROTC at Lehigh and then went to law, deferred and went to law school. And then went in, and he was in the JAG in Germany. Do you feel a year that you spent with your husband at Fort Bragg, did it give you an insight into how the women were feeling while your mother was a military spouse? And maybe oh, my mother's life is totally different. How so? My father was an officer oh, out of the okay. Naval Academy, and that was a privileged life with all kinds of servants. When they were overseas, that was a totally different kind of life. Okay, that's how the military officers' wives lived. Can you explain their lifestyle to me a little bit? They had servants. They, well, my mother, I mean, I'm sure my mother cooked. She did some, we weren't born then. We were born after they came back to the States. But it was a, it was a very privileged lifestyle. It's a lifestyle that doesn't exist. I don't care whether you're in the military or anyplace else anymore. I agree with that. Our lifestyle, you know, Kira is an officer in the Air Force, and our lifestyle, while what is afforded to us is very nice, it's nowhere near the 1940s glamour of walking. And this in. was the 30s. Even different. I mean, yeah. that, that decade changed mm-hmm. things so drastically. And see, my mother grew up with servants. Okay. Before entering Before she, you know, that's how she grew up as a child. Um, my father didn't, but my mother did. <laughs> so that's what she knew. It was no different for her. How did your mom and dad meet? My grandfather was a CFO of the New York Shipbuilding Company in Camden. And my father was a young naval officer. And my, I, I'm not sure. There was some sort of interaction there between Navy and shipbuilding. And some sort of social event, and that's how they met. I envision it as your father quite possibly being in navy white or in a suit, walking into this event, and your mother quite possibly being in a tea dress and yeah. gloves you and got her hair it. done. You got and it. And then just like crossing their eyes mm-hmm. across the, the, the ballroom mm-hmm. or wherever they were. And, and then my mother was a Quaker. Really? The whole family. I am descended from one of the original settlers that came over, William Penn's second voyage. Okay. The name is Wickersham. 1701, 
1701 was when the settlement was made. Oh, okay. But there is, outside of Longwood Gardens, down by Philadelphia, there's a, there is a development called the Wickersham Estates, and that was the original land grant that they had. And Wickersham, they came from England, but Wickersham was a manufactured name. It was Vickershire. Why do you think they changed it? To anglicize it. Okay. He came to this country with two sons. There were no other Wickershams. That was it. So I am related to everybody named Wickersham in this country, and so is she. And so is Kathy. And Wickersham married a Townsend. One of the daughters married a Townsend. And if you go to Longwood Gardens, you pass Townsend Estates, which is that side mm -hmm. of the family. My grandfather's name was, he, he put it as J. Townsend Wickersham. It's actually John Townsend Wickersham was his name. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of history. Well, there's a lot of history. And it's fun to go down there. It's fun. I met a girl that I worked with whose name last name was Townsend, and she was from, like, that area. And I said, well, how long has your family been there? And she said, oh, they've been – she was actually adopted, so she was not a, a birth relative. But her family was descendant of the same – like I was Same related, line. I was related to her pa to her father. Mm -hmm. That's at, at, you know, now, like like ten generations, nine generations back. I said there were two sons. Uh -huh. Now it was the original one, William, and then he had two sons, Robert and James. Robert stayed in Pennsylvania. James went west. He first he went to like Oregon or Washington, kind of made a name for himself there, but then I'm I'm pretty sure it was his son also named James, went to Alaska. Mm -hmm. We got off a ship on a cruise ship in Juneau, and one of the places to visit was the James G. Wickersham house. So we went to the library, and I said, I'd like some information on James Wickersham. And she said, why? I said, because I'm a Wickersham de descendant. Well, she went nuts. They went through, they found us all kinds of information. Not only is there a house, there's a glacier, a mountain, a lake. I mean, James J.G. Wickersham got to Alaska and really made a name for himself. So he's a different branch of a family. Isn't that the greatest sound ever? Here's another one. You know, sometimes you just need to get a drink of water or a big ol' swig of something cold? Well, that's happening right now. I wanted to bring everybody in and thank you for tuning in to Extraordinarily Human. I don't have commercials, I don't have sponsors, it's just me talking in my home studio, which is quite nice, by the way, drinking a lot of Big Swig. If you're not from Texas, you probably don't know what Big Swig is. However, you do know what other sparkling flavored waters are. And let me tell you, Big Swig is 10 times better than any flavored water you'll ever drink. I say that because there is no added sugar or fake sugars or faker faker sugars or any sugars to the water. It literally is flavoring, carbonation, and water. I'm addicted to it. I love it. 
we're in a quarantine now and you can't get any drinks at H-E-B, which is our local grocery store here in Texas. But what I can get is lots of Big Swick. So I might pop in and drop this little thing inside the podcast and just thank Big Swick for getting me through quarantine, getting me through audio recordings and editing, and just overall for being awesome because I love them and I think you should too. Check them out at Big Swig on Instagram. I believe they're on Twitter. Anyways, it is an Austin-based company and they are local. So if you are in Texas and you are needing sparkly water, please support your local industry and business, especially during a time of quarantine. Much love. Thanks, Big Swig. <laughs> it's funny. When it's a small world. Yeah, Sheller is not. Shell, yeah, that's the there same. are other oh Shellers God. around. A lot of Shellers change the spelling. Is that because of like the S? The O E is like an O umlaut. They changed O E is one way to do it, but a lot of them change it to an A or an E. So it wasn't mispronounced. So it's Shaller. Okay. Okay, and the actual pronouncement is Shaler. It's not Sheller. It's Sheller. But but we don't. You know, we're not we're not doing that right now. (laughs) Um, When you became a Sheller, how did that happen? How did you meet your husband? Go, Mom. Um, this is a, an okay. audio medium, and so when people don't get to see what's going on, the laughs and the, the giggles I, faces are amazing. I, my first two year, years of college were at LaSalle College outside of Boston. So now you have LaSalle University. Aren't you impressed? Um, anyway, um, I went out on a blind date. I had been dating a guy from Tufts, and that was kind of – so somebody said, come on, we're going to a party at the MIT Boathouse. Wait, 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 can you say that again? The MIT Trinity party at the MIT boathouse I just on to make sure. Charles River. I just want to make sure if anybody listens to this or <laughs> makes it public that you went on a blind date at with MIT. Two friends, with two friends. At the so boathouse. Three of us at the boathouse. Which is fraternity Which party. is the sculling. It was an ATO fraternity party. Alpha Tau Omega. Okay. So we get there. And we're with these three guys. And I was getting really nervous because this I'm dancing with this guy and he's you have the most beautiful blue eyes. You are a magnificent dancer. And I'm thinking, creepy! This is creepy. <laughs> I don't like this. And one of my friends who was one of the three of us came over and she said, would you like to leave? And I said, yesterday. (laughs) (laughs) Why did I ever get here? I was having this feeling. She said, go over, go over to the steps and go up and get your coat. So I excused myself and said I was going to leave them. And I went over to the bottom of the steps. My two friends were ahead of me on the steps. And I was on the bottom step. And the coats were literally thrown at us. I get my coat, and there are three guys there. So I'm with the first guy, just arbitrarily. And he looked, he had on a charcoal gray suit and a pink shirt, which was all, you know, the fashion they took at the time. But he had a beard. And that was not the fashion they took at the time. But, so we get into a 32 Chevy. And I'm in the front seat. 
because my partner is the driver. And there is no back seat, so everybody else is sitting on the floor. The other four <laughs> people are on the floor in the back seat. So we start out in this 32 Chevy. I mean, this is, at that time, a 24-year-old car. Okay. Almost a classic. 23-year-old car. Yeah. And he pulls out a cornet. In his car. In the car. He had a cornet in his car. Like the trumpet thing. Starts playing. Oh, my God. <laughs> and I'm thinking, I have jumped out of the frying pan <laughs> into the fire. <laughs> Is anybody ever going to get me home? Oh, my God. Luckily, I mean, I had friends. Mm -hmm. That was the yeah. only thing. So we get back to the Theta Xi fraternity house. And we all go in. We go into the living room. <clears throat> and he said, I'll be back in five minutes. And he leaves. This is the beard guy. Mm -hmm. This is the beard guy. And he came back five minutes later and the beard was gone. No way. He shaved. He shaved the beard. How did he shave it that fast? His room was in the building. I mean, he just went up and he shaved it off quickly. <laughs> and did they he came back and I thought, Okay, this is a this is a start. <laughs> <laughs> he played the cornet. He had a beard, mm -hmm. and then he didn't have a beard. He gawked at your eyeballs, and now he doesn't have a beard. Now he doesn't have a beard. And actually, two of us kept dating those guys. I mean, that was the guy I married. But you married the man who had a beard, who played a cornet in a car. <laughs> but he wasn't the one. But he wasn't the one who told you your eyes were. Oh so, no 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 no. no, no, no. no. Oh, yeah. no. She guy. jumped the creepy guy. That guy had no idea whatever happened. We just my dad but he started the night with a she, beard. No, she met my dad trying to escape from the blind date. Got that part, but she met him with a beard. And the he had a beard night, and, and shaved it and off. figured out immediately that she didn't like the beard. So he shaved it. So he went and shaved it and came back. That's some like Wait, but how chivalry. Did you, how did you transition from I'm gonna go use the restroom to I'm going to a different fraternity house with a different group of guys? <laughs> how did that? Part they happen? were escaping the blind date, and they we were just all here to wanted help to you. escape. All and, three and of do, us. And, and so these other three guys offered to help you escape. Did they so know you, you got, were trying to escape? I don't know who engineered it. I never found out. So you got the oh, really? stranger. So you don't know. Yes, yeah, so, so she got in the in a, in a two-seater car with six people and escaped. <laughs> I'm still stuck on the fact that this man had a beard in the beginning of the night and then no beard at the end it of the night. It is because you never met my dad. And now I wish I did. <laughs> if you had met my dad, you would not be you surprised. Would get it. Yeah. Yeah. So it's true. he decided right away that that was going to be mine. And so I was going to shave my beard. Well, then the other thing that happened. He also had long hair. No, he, he didn't. Cut. Didn't he have long hair? No. I no. thought his hair was shaggy. No, he just had this goatee type thing. Was it scraggly and ugly? Was no, it, it actually wasn't. It was kind of neat. Oh. But you didn't have beards then. So he shaved it beards off. Beards were not in fashion. We had, they had a sing-along. And it was like this really small room. And I could sing. And so could he. Hi, y'all. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Extraordinarily Human. I'm loving getting to know Pat and Vivian. While I know them already because they are my in-laws, it's been exciting to learn about the Scheller family and how they became the family that they are today. So if you're interested in finding out if this man can sing, tune in next week to hear what Pat has to say about the mystery man who shaved his face for her. <laughs>